I would like to welcome you all back to the Dirty Soapbox, where my soapbox might be dirty, but my kicks are clean. You know, society puts a lot of pressure on the average guy. Society puts a lot of pressure on the average guy, especially when it comes to women. Society expects men to understand women. Society expects men to be attentive to a woman's needs. Society expects us to love her and respect her and honor her and protect her. This is what society expects from the everyday average guy. Society expects us to put ourselves in a woman's shoes and walk a mile, maybe even two, so that we could fully understand what women go through. And if we can better understand what women go through, then maybe we can better understand who women are. And if we can understand who women are, then guess what? We can understand what women need. And if we can understand what women need, and by God, guess what? We can treat women how they want to be treated. It's actually quite beautiful. It's just one flaw in this whole thing. Rich guys don't have to do any of that. Now, here you are right now saying, that's not true. I want a man, whether he's rich or poor, to love me and respect me and to honor me and be attentive and communicate and all that, I get it. Maybe a small percentage of you do. But the average woman, no. You know why? I see it every day. Rich guys get to be obnoxious. Rich guys get to be rude. Rich guys get to be a-holes. Rich guys get to not treat women with respect and still have their pick of the litter when it comes to women. I hear you all right now grumbling, saying it's not true. Who does this guy Blanche think he is? I don't believe it. I'm not listening to it. He's crazy. I hear all that. I want you all to go out tomorrow and ask any guy with money or rich or wealthy, is it difficult getting women? And I guarantee they say no. You ask the average guy with money, What does he have to conform to when it comes to women? And I guarantee he's going to sit there and scratch his head because he's not going to understand the question because he don't have to conform to anything. Women are lined up to get with the rich guy. Women are literally lined up to get with the rich guy. He can be rude. He can be shrewd. He can be all these things. And guess what she'll do? She'll take it. You know why she'll take it? Because that wealthy guy, that rich guy, that guy with money can offer her the lifestyle that she's always dreamed about. You see, women understand give and take. Excuse me. Women understand the give and take when it comes to a rich guy. They know they got to give. Excuse me. They know they got to take in order for him to give. They understand this principle with a rich guy. Women get very good understanding when the guy has money. They understand what they have to do 
and how they need to do it. They understand this. When a guy has money, women get in line. Now, many women are getting upset because they're thinking that my statement is sexist. They're thinking that my say, that my statement is chauvinistic. They're thinking that my statement is, what is it? Toxic. But I'm here to tell you, I see it every day. I see how women respond to men that have money. And it's not the same for the average guy. Now, I remember one time it was on my birthday, and my friend has a, one of my friends has a Maserati. And it's clean too. And I remember sitting in his Maserati on my birthday. I was just sitting in the driver's seat. I said, ooh, this feels good. It feels nice. All this leather in here, this wood. Damn. And then my friend, she sees me in the car and she gets in. Now she knows this is not my car. She knows this is not my car. Trust me, she knows. But she saw me in the car and that gave her a green light to get in the car. She sat in that seat. When she sat in that seat and got comfortable, she took her shoes off. Yes, she took her shoes off in this man's car. Not my car, and she knows this. I watched a woman turn into a liquid in that seat. She literally melted in that seat. And then she looked over at me, and she had a sparkle in her eye. I said she had a sparkle in her eye when she looked over at me because she saw me in the driver's seat even though she knew it wasn't my car. And guess what? She's not a bad girl. She's not a gold digger or a thot or a bop. She is a careered woman, highly intelligent, successful, all these great things. But she saw me in that car and it did something. You know why? Because when women look at men with money, it does something to them. I don't care what they say. And because it does something to them, they don't hold the rich guy to the same standard they hold the average guy. I hear you all getting upset, but it's true. The average guy has to do all these things. The average guy has to jump through the rings of fire. The average guy has to juggle while riding a unicycle. The average guy has to do this. Rich guys, they don't have to. A rich guy can literally be himself. He can literally be himself with no consequence for the majority of the women out there. Look at all these shows. Flavor of Love. Didn't Ray J have a show? All these shows with these men on here and women will take anything to get with the guy that has the bread. And I know it sounds bad, but it's not bad. Because who wouldn't want to get with somebody that could offer them the life that they dreamed about? I get it. I get it. It's not the same for guys with women, though. Not a lot of rich women out there willing to spend their money on young guys. There are some. There are some out there, but I guarantee they're old. I don't want to say old. I want to say uh, not old, but yearly challenged. Got to be correct on this podcast. Women that are yearly challenged, these cougars and these mountain lions and these mountain goats, these kind of women with money, they'll spend money on a, on a young guy, but they have to. They're older. They don't have a choice if they want a young guy. 
It's part of the game. No different than an older guy spending money on a young girl. But let's be honest. Rich guys have it easier. It's just a fact. When it comes to dating, rich guys have it easier. It's not a knock on women. It's not a knock on rich guys. It's just how it's set up. So I know that. So every time I'm talking to a woman, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how would she be responding to me if she knew I was rich? How? And I see it all the time. You know how many guys with money I see have women? I'm talking about, remember that video? It was a video of Trey Song's hotel room. And it was literally 30 women in the room. 30 women in the room. Many of you all would say, I wouldn't do that. That's not me. You probably wouldn't go to the hotel room. You probably wouldn't get in the car. But if he came up to you and spoke to you, you're going to listen. You're going to be all ears. Trust me. Rich guys have it easier. The average guys... We have all the pressure on us to make sure that women are happy, not rich men. The average guy has the pressure on him to make sure that women are happy. We are left with the burden, not the rich guy. The rich guy can do whatever he wants to do, and when he's done, he can go to the next. And guess who has to pick the pieces up? The average guy. Guess who has to be the shoulder to cry on? The average guy. Guess who has to listen to all these complaints about how bad guys are? The average guy does. We have to. You rich guys better start showing us a little more respect. You know, oftentimes, people want to conveniently believe in you. And when I say conveniently believe in you, they want to believe in you without any skin in the game, without any skin in your game. They want to believe in you once you've achieved your goal. They want to believe in you once you've made it to the top. They want to believe in you once you've climbed that mountain. A lot of people want to conveniently believe in you. Matter of fact, most people want to conveniently believe in you. They don't want to believe in you when it's hard because you see, you got to have faith in a person to believe in them when they're not achieving what they've set out to do. You got to have faith in the person. The people that love you and care about you I mean, really love you and care about you, will have faith in you. They'll have faith in you so much to where they will do everything in their power to make sure that you succeed. But most people want to conveniently believe in you because most people, let's be honest, they don't have faith anyway. So they don't have faith in their everyday life Believing in you, having faith in you is almost impossible. You see, most people want to conveniently believe in you because it's easy. 
I call them the convenient believers. Believing in you when everything has gone right. When all the smoke is cleared, when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, that's when they want to believe in you. And I see it all the time. You see, a lot of people that make it and the folks that get left behind always say the same thing. They were acting different. They changed. They didn't fool with me anymore. They got Hollywood. That money changed them. No, that's not what happened. I know what happened. What happened was you tagged along like a leech. And right when they made it, you wanted to jump on the bandwagon and ride off into the sunset. Absolutely not. Whatever we believe in, we put our energy towards it. When folks believe in a charity, what do they do? They donate to it. When folks believe in a product, what do they do? They buy it. I'm going to take it a step further. What folks believe in, they put their money towards it. So there are people around you. There are folks around you. You try to make something happen with your life. Try to do something big. Try to do something that's going to benefit everybody. And the folks around you are contributing financially. Guess what that tells me? And it should tell you. They don't believe in you. They don't believe in you. If they believed in you, they would put their money behind their belief. It's folks that love Jordans. And they buy Jordans every time they come out. You know why? Because they believe in the product. They believe in Jordans. They believe in what Jordans stand for. They believe in the the fashion of Jordans. They believe in the look of Jordans. They believe in the appeal of... They believe in all these things in a shoe. They believe in it. They believe in a shoe, so the nostalgia of the shoe. The man's name on the shoe. They put all this effort and energy towards a shoe. So much to where they'll spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars on a tennis shoe because they believe in the shoe. And those same people will be around somebody and won't put a dime towards their dream. Convenient believer. They want to believe in you when it's convenient. Guess what? If you're doing something really big, if you're doing something major, it's going to have you stressed and the folks around you stressed. You know why? Because they want to see it too. The same hope you have, they have. The same anxieties you have, they have. Because the folks around you got to want to see you succeed probably more than you want to see yourself succeed. The folks around you want to see you succeed probably more than you want to see yourself succeed. Convenient believers. Put these people around you to the test. If these people believe in you, They should be supporting you, not just spiritually, but physically and financially. They should be supporting you. I support all my friends in the ways that I can. I support my friends financially. I support my friends spiritually. I support my friends physically. I support my friends. If you are my friend, 
then I already believe in you and I support you. This is why it's so big to for us to support black business even more. Because if black folks don't support black business, then who will? Better believe it's only black folks buying black products. Ain't nobody else buying black products. It's black people buying black products. So if we want to see black people blow up and become successful, you know what we do? We support them. Not just physically, not just spiritually, but also financially. Get those convenient believers out of your... Get get them squares out of your circle. Get those convenient believers out of your circle. It should be some sleepless nights for folks believing in you. There are some folks out here that want to do some big things in this world. And they're going to need people around them that are going to be 110% committed to what they're doing. I just watched the Dolomite movie and I saw these people believing in Dolomite. Believing in Dolomite when they couldn't even see it. Come on, man. They believed in Dolomite when they couldn't even see it, man. I'm talking about 110% dedication because they believed in the man. I saw that Dolomite movie and it inspired me. Those are the kind of people you have to have around you. Them people that are willing to suffer with you. Them folks that are willing to till the soil with you, till the ground with you, sow them seeds with you, and reap the harvest. Them people were dedicated to Dolomite, but guess what? He was honorable, and he was blessing everybody around him. And guess what he did? He did the best thing. He did what most folks are scared to do. He bet on himself. Because before anybody else can believe in you, before anybody else can give you their their time, their body, and their money, Before anybody else can have faith in you, you got to have faith in yourself. You got to have faith in yourself. Get rid of those convenient believers. Because I promise you, if they don't really believe in you, in the end, they are going to sabotage you. Mark my words. If they are around you and they don't believe in you, if they're waiting for you to show them proof of a success, if they are waiting for you to be successful and on the top, I'm telling you now, they will sabotage you. Because think about it. They were around somebody they didn't believe in. And that's terrible in itself. start walking your purpose the path you're on becomes infinite when you start walking in your purpose the path that you are on becomes infinite because when your life is about your purpose your existence becomes infinite that's how people can be gone from this earth but their legacy still be here and it still be alive and it still be thriving. 
that's because their life was filled with purpose. Purpose makes your existence infinite. Most things they tell us have an end goal in mind. There's always an end goal. What's the what's the end goal? What's the end game? But when you have purpose, it's infinite. It's not going to stop. Because when you're walking in your purpose, when you're living your purpose, you're touching so many lives to where it'll never stop. You will actually never stop. Even when you leave this earth and transition to the next phase of existence, you will still be here. That's what a purpose-filled life does. That's how important purpose is in your life. I remember having an idea of Hustle Hard Mouthpiece. And to me, Hustle Hard Mouthpiece was just something I felt on the inside. I felt that it was something, and there's a story behind it. I'll share it later, but it was something that was very organic. And it really came from my spirit. But I just think about how it was an idea in my head, or even something that came from my spirit, and now it's literally something tangible. Now it's literally a corporation. Now I literally have clothing. It's literally an apparel. It's literally a company now. It's literally a living thing. It actually exists from something that came from the spirit world. And it actually manifested into the physical. Now it took a minute took about 10 years, almost 10 years, but it's here. And the more I invest into it, the more ideas come up, the more doors that open up. It's like it's infinite. It doesn't stop. And that's what a purpose-filled life does. That's what living in your purpose does. That's what walking in your purpose does. You remember Dorothy was on that yellow brick road. But guess what? That yellow brick road, did she ever get to the end of it? Did she ever get to the end of that yellow brick road? No. She went back home. But guess what? She should have stayed in Oz. Because back home, she was Dorothy. But in Oz, her existence was infinite. And that's how I look at us having that purpose-filled life, having a life filled with purpose. We actually doing things with a purpose and that purpose affects the greater good. That's why it's so important for people to know what their purpose is. People may say, well, how do I find that out? You better pray, you better ask God. You better ask God what your purpose is. But what are you passionate about? What do you like doing? What do you love doing? What is in you to do? What would you do for free? Come on, man. Having that purpose-filled life makes your existence infinite. You get on that path, and you don't know where that path will lead you. Dorothy stayed in Oz a couple of days, and look what she did. Look what she accomplished in a couple of days. Imagine what Dorothy would have accomplished had she stayed. What she couldn't realize was she was in Oz for a reason. 
That was part of her purpose. But she was blinded by going back home. She wanted to go back home so bad, she left Oz. She left a whole place that was hers with infinite possibilities. But guess what? Most of us are just like Dorothy. We don't like being uncomfortable. We want to get back home. Home is where you are. They say home is where the heart is. No, home is where your purpose is. Having a purpose-filled life gives us an infinite existence. You walking in your purpose can change the entire world. Ladies and gentlemen, cuffing season is upon us. Don't let these three months of cuffing season set you back. Meaning, don't waste these three months during cuffing season. Don't spend these three months just laying up with somebody. Because he got that sweet meat. Or she got that red snapper. Don't waste these three months. Make sure you cuffing. Make sure that you are cuffing with somebody that can help elevate your life. And that might be your business. That might be your spirituality. I don't know what it is, but make sure this cuffing season is not going in vain. Make sure it's not about just laying up in good sex and hot meals and and, and Netflix. Make sure you're doing something with these three months. Don't let these three months set you back. So whoever you are with, y'all need to be on the same page. It's not about just that good wood or that good good. It should be about both of you all elevating each other's life. Not just a layup. You don't want no layup. Y'all want to slam dunk your way in the spring. (laughs) You like how I said that? Boy, that play on words is cold. But anyway, don't waste these three months of cuffing season. So make sure you elevate. Y'all sitting on some good ideas. And I would hate for them to get smothered in all that warmth and passion. Don't go making no babies either. Now ain't the time to be making babies unless you are in a committed relationship. Where you all plan on being with each other and having a family. Don't go making any cuff season babies either. I know y'all won't listen though. Y'all gonna do the opposite of what I'm telling you all. Y'all do it every year. Lay up, get pregnant, come out, and be looking crazy. Or get somebody pregnant, come out looking crazy. Stay focused on your goals during cuffing season. Make sure you got you somebody that's gonna, that's gonna cuff you and elevate you. I would like to thank you all for taking the time out of your day or your night to listen to the Dirty Soapbox. I really appreciate it. And I thank you all for all the love and support 
you all continue to show me. I thank you for tuning in to this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. And always remember, a soapbox might be dirty, but my kicks are clean.